Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and beer, and ice fishing legends. Today we have special guest, Northwoods Dave on, and Oli. Well done, Dave. Dave. Yeah, that was good. We we still missed the what week it was, but that's okay. We did. It's for all those that are paying attention. It is the first week in April 2023. And we are April, alive. April <laughs> We're alive. We're alive. Yes. Alive. Yeah. So good. Good. Dave, we'll use that. All so right. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to this is the wrap up show of the season, right, Jay? It is. It is. Yeah. It's I took my boat out of storage yesterday. Oh. You couldn't use that in Minnesota. Huh. No, no, you couldn't. We could use it to haul lumber and stuff from the store, stuff like that, but yeah. You could probably use an extension out here with your auger. Sean's <laughs> yeah. probably never done. Have you ever done that, Sean, where you just take the boat trailer to Menards because you can throw all your stuff in it? Uh, no. No. We have different <laughs> kind of boats. I've done that. I've <laughs> yeah. done that. Yeah, absolutely. You got a 16-foot boat. You can throw eight, you know, 10-foot, 12-foot, two-by-fours in there. No problem. I have a flatbed trailer that works a little better for that. They don't fly out of the boat. Yep. It works good. Chuck them in there and put the tarp on and head down the road. My wife, when I throw lumber on that versus in the boat. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so like we said, topic this week, we're talking about sh- uh, season wrap up. Uh, you could definitely still go ice fishing, right, Jay? I mean, there's three, three feet of snow or ice. There's, there's probably not a, many places in Minnesota you couldn't go ice fishing, I'm guessing, at this point. So, I don't right. know. I think southern south of the cities is is quite well. Maybe it's still I don't know. Right. I've been down there, but I mean, it was it finally hit fifty today for the first time in like one hundred and forty days or something like that. So. Wow! Superior uh, was open and then refroze, and I guess there was uh, ships waiting for the ice to to clear out again this morning. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it was cold this last week, but hopefully we're turning the corner and it'll get warmer. I did see uh, Charlie Dharma was out there uh, up on the Rainy River dragging his, uh, he has a boat like mine, a Lund Rebel, dragging it across the ice to get to the to the, to the the water to fish the Rainy River. That's awesome. Check that out. It was a pretty good video on YouTube. All right. I'm getting thirsty. Anybody yeah, else we thirsty? need to do that. Yeah. I'm thirsty. All right. I'll start out. I am drinking Shinerbach tonight. Shinerbach. Texas beer. We've been on the Texas beer tour most of the year, so we're going to do that. Here we go. No reason to end now. Nope. Well, rare ending. (laughs) Good beer. Good beer open. Yeah, that's good. All right. So, Jason, what are you drinking? This is a my. So, I have I dug something out a couple things out back of my fridge. I've got two just in case the first one doesn't go. This is something my dad made. I know it's got a label on it, but it might just be it was a used bottle. So who knows. Flenberger Pilsner, if that's what's in it. No idea. We'll find out. I just hope it goes pop. Oh, yeah. I got a good one here. 
Oh yeah, that's good. Sweet. That's because if that one didn't go pop, I was going to have to drink this Landing Kugel Snowdrift Porter, which isn't a bad beer, but this particular one was born on the born on date is March of twenty two of twenty one. Still good. So that might be getting mm. a little long in the tooth. <laughs> that one, I think you should throw that away when we're done here, Jay. You think How so? So many beers, so old. Well, it just happens. <laughs> you <laughs> rotate your stock? Do you pull <laughs> the ones forward and put the, the new ones well, in the back? Well, the, the stuff from my, I found some in a box I forgot I had down the basement. That's how I have the stuff from my dad. The snowdrift thing, I was kind of, I bought it to make burnt ends with. Mm. brisket corned beef brisket burn ends and i just haven't been able to do it so sure that's why i've been holding on to it but it was going to get called into duty tonight tonight if i needed it to you were looking for it as a full-bodied beer right correct gotcha yeah to go with the meat yeah so sean uh i have dos equis amber especial um finally chilled Last time uh, it was in the back of the truck and warm, so I couldn't go with it. Uh, it barely made a sound. So I guess I fail on the, the beer opening. <laughs> it looks like you're choking it down there. How's it going? It's it's okay. <laughs> Jay, you were the one that told me uh, Dos Equis Dark, and this is what I thought maybe you were talking about. But it's amber especial. I'm not sure if this is the dark you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's it right there. Yeah, I like uh, Modella Negra a little better than this, but this is all right. I've oh, not ever had it out of the bottle. To be clear, I've only ever had it at keg out at a restaurant. Okay, so it probably tastes different. It could I'm, be. It's I'm not, not convinced that's true. I'm convinced it's true. <laughs> No, I think you're wrong on that one, Jay. I still right. think still think he looked like he's choking it down there. <laughs> no, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I got a Modelo to back it up. <laughs> Modelo is really good. I I Modelo is I mean, and uh, usually if I'm drinking one of those, I'm on the side of a pool or something, and they're even better that way. So, well, you know, it's a beer I always got at uh, Mexican restaurants, and then all of a sudden it dawned on me finally after years. Why have I never just bought this and uh, had it? So, yeah, I enjoy it. Cool. All right, I suppose Dave's getting thirsty, huh? Oh, yeah, Dave. I am drinking a the friendly beer. Yeah. Grain Belt Premium American Lager. Established in... It's getting dark in here. (laughs) Shit, I can't see. (laughs) (laughs) 1893. Hey, cool. one one little hint for you, Dave, I've found and used quite a bit lately, is if you need an impromptu magnifying glass, you can take out your phone and put the camera picture on. And no, zoom it in. Yeah, well, you just take your camera out and just zoom. You don't even need to take a picture, and it'll zoom for you, and you can read it. Well, there was light like five minutes ago, and now the sun's going down. <laughs> so here we go. That's my fault. My fault. Didn't really sound like much opening it. Bottles don't sound as good as cans. Uh, cans, yeah, cans are always these pop top ones though. Those those make a good noise. <sighs> but yeah, <sighs> tastes good. Sweet. Yeah. Although we all kind of broke a rule that I always follow when I ice fish. 
which is don't bring bottles with you when you go ice fishing. Oh, I know. That's not a good thing to do. It worked pretty well for me. I brought 12 bottles to Ron's and I brought them all home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you brought them home? No. All right. So, uh, (laughs) patrons, we want to say thank you to the patrons of the show. Uh, on this episode, we're just going to thank all of our patrons for the year. We appreciate the money you give us to pay for hosting the podcast and all the expenses. So cheers to you, all of our patrons. Thank you for another great year of support. Thanks guys. And listener news. So we, you know, it is getting towards the end of the year and people aren't ice fishing as much, so we don't get as much feedback, but we did get a message from Jonathan V and he sent in uh, his beer was ugly pike pilsner you see that thing there so jonathan is from ontario canada he sent a nice picture in of a white fish i believe it's a white fish we always have this discussion of whether it's a white fish or not sean or Oli, is that a white fish that is a white fish so thanks for listening jonathan <laughs> and uh we're gonna jump right into show business here and Talking through show business, um, one thing, this is kind of new in show business, so I wanted to ask our listeners to put reviews out on our podcast. It actually helps um, our ratings and gets us easier to search. So if you listen to the podcast and you like it, please give us a review and some notes either on whatever platform you use, iTunes or whatever, however you get your podcast and it'll help our search results and you'll help more people find this awesome podcast. And if you don't like us, just show yourself out and go quietly into the night. No need to leave a review. <laughs> That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, we have a high review, I think on the iTunes, I think it's like 4.8. If, if you have something productive to say, we'll take your advice, but yeah. otherwise just go. Just go. <laughs> turn the channel. Yeah. All right. Uh, best place to interact with us on social media is Instagram and Facebook. You can find our website, hardwatershow.com. And we are on YouTube at Hardwater Show is our handle out there. We're on Twitter, and I've been a little more active on Twitter lately, so check that out at Hardwater Show. And you can email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com if you want to send some pictures or moving on to current events. So, Jason, do you know what my favorite thing to read is? What is it? Better homes and gardens. Outdoor news. Yeah. See, Sean knows. I don't know why I ask you, Jason. Yes, outdoor news. Okay. Brian Mosey in the outdoor news talked about uh, that there's no big surprise that it's going to be a late ice out this year, right? That's the truth. So they're saying Malax. Yeah. Dave's yeah. <laughs> like, yep, I live in the lake. It's- yeah, yeah, looking like yeah. it. <laughs> Dave's giving us an up to date life. Dave, can you run down a lake real quick and drill a hole and tell us how much ice you have? Uh, I did have the four wheeler down there plowing snow to try to find my ice blocks from underneath my shanty. Yeah, sure. But I couldn't find them. There's too much snow and everything else. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got eight inches of snow here yesterday. So we're, two well, we're supposed to have, I don't know, a foot or two to, well, Tuesday, Wednesday. So Jeez. what? I don't know. Yeah. 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 Let's hope they're wrong. So they are currently predicting on Malax Lake. Uh, ice out of may 6th through 8th so the opener for fishing is the 13th so it's going to be real close which probably means dave for you it won't be open well we've had the governor's opener up here and they were looking around for lakes that were open to go fishing before yeah yeah so So for listeners in other states like in maine and vermont and all those other places out west as well 
shoot us an email. Tell us when you're expecting ice out or if you've already had it. Be curious to know kind of what everybody else is looking at. Actually, in 2012, my lake went out last Wednesday. Wow. Yep. Otherwise, it's still coming up for the rest of the years. Wow. Do you mark it every year, Dave? Do you keep track? I keep track of it on the calendar when it freezes over. What is your opens up? What's the average then, Dave? Normally, it's like second, third week of April or so. Okay, that's about the average. So, okay. some days, some years, it could be later than that, and some years earlier, like in 2012. So. Right. That's what St. Patty's Day was like 60 degrees out or whatever. I remember that. They were complaining that it was so cold down there and all their parades on the news. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a warm year. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we all know snow keeps it from melting, which we have a lot of snow this year, too. So that will be part of it. So this is something I didn't know about. And they talked about this. And there's something called thawing days of or thawing degree days. Okay. So for every day that it's above freezing, they add this to this. So like, let's say like today it was 50 degrees, right? So today we got 18 thawing degree days and they said it takes about 220 degree days to, to get open water. So like at 18 above freezing. Yeah. So, so every day that it's above freezing, you take that number yeah, so like today it would be 18, right? Gotcha. So so like that goes towards your 220 okay. until you get to zero. And then they said you have about a 50-50 chance that you're going to have ice out after do that ever, point. Do you ever go backwards <laughs> it's old like last week? It didn't say so. It said you just don't get any more. So like if, if it's okay. below freezing, you just don't get any, right? So... So. Or it sounds like Groundhog's Day. You see a shadow, who knows what's going to happen, you know? <laughs> well, this was this was the DNR guy, so um, they have a webpage, Ice Out webpage that Minnesota DNR does that shows you right now there's, there's just as after May 12th, the whole map of the state of Minnesota. So. <laughs> anyway, so I learned something new about the, the thawing degree days, so I guess we could look back at the calendar here and see that's how they predict when it'll happen, right? Based on what the temperature is supposed to be in. And uh, <laughs> as of March 17th, there had been zero thawing degree days. That was a little wow. bit ago, but that was that was the the last number. So. Well, I'll put it this way. A couple of days ago, it was like negative four, eight yeah. overnight, you know? Yeah. So we were making ice. Yeah. Right. That's why I was, you know, if it gets below a certain degree, do you start going adding back to the 220 right yeah they didn't ever add back but they they did say i mean especially if you think about the snow right now i don't know how even if it gets below zero there's so much snow on there i don't know how much ice we actually would be making i read that form i read about that formula and they said 60 percent of the time it works every time <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right yes that's right oh. they did say like uh you can check out the uh, Minnesota DNR page on Facebook, and they have some more information about it. So, so that's all I have for current events. You know, you as you would imagine, ice fishing current events are pretty slim right now. We're kind of at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's everybody's moving on to open water. All the content's moving on to open water, but we're still hanging on. Well, I mean, <laughs> this will be it, right? This is the last of the season. But I actually put my ice shack in storage today. 
Wow. But I did something very uncharacteristic of me before I did it. You uh, clean? No, I didn't do that. <laughs> Mouse proof it or something? I did, I did take the old, I found a beef stick in there and I chucked that out. That's what mouse proofing is to you? <laughs> no, I actually worked on it. Oh. I mod, I mod, I made a modification. I, oh. I moved the poles on a keen eye from front to back and I moved them sideways. Yeah. Cool. How'd they go? Real, well, I mean, it was a crap show like normal when I do things, but it got done <laughs> and uh, it it's perfect. I'm really happy to use it next year. So, so in reality, you did a bunch of work, and the seat is in the same spot as when you started. Is what I'm yes, hearing. that's that's exactly <laughs> right. It is in the same spot, but the event, the- is that what you're trying to get I at, Oli? Look fancy, but what did I accomplish? <laughs> yeah, okay. What I accomplished is now I before you couldn't put five gallon pails in the dumb thing. Yeah. It wouldn't hardly fit; they'd be all askew. And now you can stick two five gallon pails mm-hmm. right behind you. Right, and then no. your um, the way they organize those those cross members makes it really difficult to to use the storage of the sled. So I I get what you're doing. So then the rod bag can go behind there, and then I spaced the uh, the bars to the furthest outside I could, so my fish finder can go right between the bars underneath the seat. So oh, nice storage. It, it's just right there. Slide the seat sideways, take the fish finder out, and go. Very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm. My brother-in-law's build is what inspired me to do that. And I put that out on our YouTube, but you know, he fishes different than I do. I'm more of a throw crap in a bucket and go kind of person. And I just know I'm never going to make one little spot to put my one little thing. It's just not how I operate. And <laughs> you guys know all that. Everything goes in a backpack. It goes in a backpack. I got a spot <laughs> for my backpack. I got my buckets, you know, and and, and part of that is, is I fish like with a buddy here and I might go with my brother-in-law. I might go to Minnesota and go with you guys or my brother. I don't always use that shack every time out. So it, I need to be able to just grab my crap and go and not, you know, have to unzip 35 pouches. And so anyway, yeah. So I actually got that done and I put it in storage. So, you, so next year you're going to try it out. Yeah. Well, I can't try it out now. I'd sink in the water. Well, well, you could come uh, visit us. I sat in the floats, driveway and made ice fishing noises. It could float. <laughs> I don't think those float. Uh, uh, it would probably water. float if I filled the holes in the bottom. Yeah. There you go. Probably tippy, though. Well, you put a couple of inner tubes around it, out riggers for it and stuff. I'm sure you could do the math on the water displacement to see if it actually float. Well, if we can make something. Uh, for, I mean, uh, it, it'd float if you went fast enough. Yeah, you gotta put well, a nine nine on the back of that. Put a nine nine on the uh, back, of like it. A little electric nine. trolling, electric trolling motor. Yeah, that'd be a fun. You know, if we were like real YouTubers, we would do that, and then we well, the, record it. this so is where not. you you want to have Oli. I remember, oh shoot, we, this was a long time ago. We were out. This was right after we graduated from college. We were out in a little lake, and we had his his brother's boat out. I think it was his brother's boat. It was a tiny little boat with a tiny little motor. And we were out by the boat launch waiting. And there was this guy that built his own boat out of like styrofoam and a trolling motor. Do you remember that? Ole? I remember that. Yep. I think that was turtle Lake in Oakdale, but it was like, I mean, he literally went to Menards and bought a piece of foam and put some metal trim around the edge and had a battery and a trolling motor, and that was his fishing boat. 
when we were kids, we had a little pond up by the train tracks and we took a pallet and we shoved it full of foam and then taped foam to it. And we'd float around the pond on that. Yeah. Hey, guess if it works. It didn't work really well. <laughs> you didn't die. <laughs> we didn't sink, huh? hmm. well, you, it was tippy. Yeah. That's what I, I would think. <laughs> I would think a Kenai would be tippy. I, I just would. Especially with me in it. Yeah. I've so never anyway, seen anybody try. I've never seen anybody try to take an ice shack out no. on open water. Sounds I, like I expect a short. I expect a short on YouTube. We might need to do that. Let's in, uh, use yours. Well, you put yours in storage. Uh, mine's in storage. I have one of those shallow one mans, but I mean, yeah. there's no way it places. This no, that, one, that would not displace enough water at all. Well, <laughs> yeah. I'll put it this way: come up here, we'll rig something up, just like we can go uh, ice sailing out there. Yeah, we did what ice do you sailing. Need? I can build it. I got stuff laying around. If we had a speedboat, you could hook up a handle to it and you could try to ski, it, <laughs> ski with it. No, I bet that would work. No, we're talking about building a boat from just the nice shack. No power boats involved. You can't pull it? No. Keep you it on plane? Self-propelled. Self-propelled. Self-propelled, I would still say a uh, little electric motor so we get around. Okay, electric motor. All what right, about yeah. that jet ski that- Dave, could you take the jet ski and hook the power unit out? The- too heavy. Too yeah. Mm. Yeah, too heavy. You're you're better off using like a little battery uh, leaf blower okay. or something. Oh, like that. Ooh, yeah, 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 that would work. Yeah. A DeWalt. A DeWalt. They make those weed eater mo- motor conversions. Oh, there you Have go. Have you seen those? That's yeah. it. You can get the All prop right. like off eBay or something. And do you think we went down a trail? Are we down a path here? <laughs> Well, I'm trying. So my ice shack's too small. Sean's would be better. But see, if they get too big, they're too heavy. You have to have the right. Like, well, are they too heavy or the displacement? Wait a minute. Are we keeping the canvas on this thing for this? <laughs> well, that's that's why I'm thinking having a couple uh, inner tubes out there. So when you fold it over, when it rains, you still have the flotation. Oh my gosh! I mean, I mean, it would be nice if you had the flip over <laughs> yet, and you could you could sit in there and keep yeah. dry. Canvas yep. like right. a bimmy top. It'd be like one of those bimmy tops <laughs> or whatever. Maybe this is a brand new type of hybrid boat slash ice fishing shack. Hmm. Is that better? Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now I can hear you. Very good. Got Oli back, and he's not cutting out. All right. So Oli, <laughs> we got a project for you for the summer. Oh, I was with you the whole time. Do <laughs> you think you can accomplish that? I've already gotten my old shack with the, the cover off, so we've already got the hole. Okay. We're debating if you would build it with the cover off or on. I can do either. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, we'll wait for All the right. fall. That'll be our first episode. We have the my summer fishing out of an ice shack in the open water. <laughs> All right. I mean, well, I think weight-wise, you're our best shot. Boo. Dave? No, Ole, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know I anymore. I appreciate that sentiment, but uh, <laughs> geez, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> I'm not sure anymore. Did you see what I last month? What I can tell you, I can tell you with a, with a surety, it's not me. Oh, I don't think it's me either, Jay. I mean, that thing's going right to the bottom. Maybe Dave. That's... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is Dave. Maybe we'd have to get like a jockey. Who knows? You know, like now somebody... you got you have small children, Jeff. We'll chuck one of them in there. <laughs> yeah, that's child endangerment, probably. <laughs> uh, put, a they don't know. put a life yeah. jacket. Oh, on. sure. If you have a life jacket, you can do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Or those little arm little things or whatever. Yeah, the floaties. Water wings. 
All right, we have digressed. We have digressed. Okay. Can it, so, anybody that's listening to this will realize it is the end of the season and we have flat ran out of material <laughs> at this point. We'll put right. it this way. A few years ago, we were up at my place fishing and we sunk a four-wheeler at this time. We didn't sink it. It got a little wet. That's different. There wasn't a, there wasn't a we in that sinking. Yeah, that too. Call. Thanks for clarifying. Well, Jason was on the back was... end of it. But that was like a month ago, Dave. I mean, that was like... Yeah, it was at least a few weeks ago. It was not in April. No, it was early, early March. Oh, that's yeah. right. It was like yeah. the first week in March. Yeah, that's oh, how much week in March. Yeah, that's how much earlier well, the ice went out. Yeah, last year. Oh well. All right. Well, so we, sinking to me is where you have to to dive. You drove it, Dave. It came out of the lake. Yeah, that's not even sunk. After we hooked it you're, to my pickup truck. Yeah, you're being a little dramatic. That wasn't your four wheeler, <laughs> though. We hooked. Our ice shacks in their trailer. Your four wheeler. Yeah, that was ca- that. That was uh, your wife's four wheeler. No, we. I sent that across to the. Uh, the yeah. Well, that's what you told bucks. her though. But remember, it was hers, yeah. and then you sent. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, we didn't sink any four wheelers. That did not happen. All right, I think we should move on to our topic, which is what is end, our topic? End of the season. We're going to reflect on, like mostly Sean and Dave, because. You know, you've heard from us already. So I think we just wanted to have a Dave and Sean here that reflect on uh, their season. Well, let's do it. Should we just sweet interview them? We'll ask them some yeah. rapid fire questions. Yeah. Oh, that sounds all right. Who, biggest fish caught walleye by you? 23 uh, this year. 23. Dave. Uh, uh, what did I catch up there? I, I'm thinking uh, 19. 19, yeah. yeah. That's your biggest walleye? Probably this year because okay. I didn't go to Canada except for that yeah. one time. Okay, biggest crappie. <laughs> this seems slanted bigger. towards some records okay. that were just set recently. <laughs> Put it this way bigger than yours. And that's oh, the average. Okay. That's bigger fine. than, what, bigger what than yours, it? and that's the average over what, 14. What, what was your biggest? It was like 14 and a half out here, but they all range. Was like, that's really squishy. I don't know that I trust a was like. Oh, I'll put it this way. I sent you a picture of it on the bunk board. Oh, yeah. Oh. We posted yeah. that picture. We posted that picture. Okay, that's right. so whatever. I remember seeing it. How about, mm-hmm. how about it was for you? It was a concocted bunk board, though. So I'm not <laughs> sure oh. It wasn't commercially available. <laughs> it was not board. commercially available. <laughs> yeah. Only how about for you, biggest crappie? Um, I don't, I don't recall catching a single crappie this, okay. this through the ice this year. Let's go species. <clears throat> How many species did you catch this season? Only. And what were they? I don't know. Not a ton. Yeah, you guys are perch, walleye, eel, pout, sauger, okay. um, sauger, pike. Um, I don't know. Maybe a whitefish. I think at one All point. Right. All right. Not a ton. Not a ton, though. I mean, we were on bleach most of the season, so mm-hmm. you kind of catch walleye, pike, and perch for them and pout. Sure. So. How about for you, Dave? Well, well, like normal sunfish, perch, crappie, walleye, northern sauger, uh, smallmouth bass. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know what else. Okay. Well, probably about it. How about. Oh, you didn't catch any sunnies? No sunnies? No panfish? No, nah, just just perch for the most part, yeah. I mean, we're, we'd go after jumbos 
here and there, you know. Yeah. Um, but we never chased down any uh, any other panfish. So this might be a. You'll have to probably estimate this total days fishing this season. Ooh. <laughs> we spent thirty three nights in the shack on the ice this year, and then add Ron's trip. So almost forty days on the ice this 40 year. Forty days fishing. That's yeah. that's really solid. How about you, Dave? I know you had a really busy winter, so <laughs> I have. Um, but the thing is, with my ice shack only hundred yards out there, yep. a lot of times I left my heater on, and yeah, uh, the bite is on about an hour before sunrise, and I work in the evenings, so there's many times I was out there during the week, so I. A lot more than Oli, I know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, so, I've sent, sent you guys a lot of sunrise yes. and yes. stuff like yep. that. <laughs> you have. That new so, shack has really paid well, dividends. Well, both your guys' new shacks have really paid dividends for you yep. guys for your ice time. Dave, so sure. yours being right there by your house, and Sean with you being able to, to drag that up to different places, that's really um, changed the game for both of you as far as ice time this year. Oh, yeah. But it here's sure an up, is. update on the ice shack. Sure. What I what I found different or I had to change. Oh, okay. yeah. Because well, first, give us a refresher on what your ice shack is. Because we featured your build last year, I think. But give us a, yeah, a yeah, refresher yeah. on what it is. Well, I built a jack down frame, permanent, you know, ice house. Made it out of pretty much one by threes or two by threes. Added styrofoamed, sprayed, uh, permanent shack. But we, like a wheelhouse. It's really a wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. But I had. But to, not a sleeper wheelhouse, not like a camper wheelhouse, more of like a day fishing wheelhouse. You know, everyone asks that question. Are you going to put bunks in it? It's like, if I want to put bunks in it, I'll just walk up to the house and go to bed. Otherwise, why aren't oh, you out there fishing? Hold on. I have a question. Are you going to put bunks in it? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Jeff. <laughs> okay, so so that that's your shack, and and yep. and okay. I just wanted to make sure we. Uh, so so now that we know what it is, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I do- downsized the heater in it. Did you oh. really? That's unusual for you. I know, but it was way too big for it because you know you got too much of the moisture from the propane oh yeah it's hard to burn your eyes you know mm. it wasn't yeah. uh you didn't get carbon monoxide but it but it was just the propane burning mm. and then i also did cut a couple vents in there too because it was so sealed up being spray foamed which i can open and close if i need to sure so sure. those are two different things that i changed in it so your heater did it not have is your heater like have an exhaust or was it like no, a, a vent free vent one. free okay okay yeah. gotcha yeah but it was just way too big <clears throat> too Thirty thousand btus for uh that little area yeah yeah and well insulated oh yeah yeah you so. design on the outside it's a the sauna that's basically about <laughs> what it is so and then Oli, what are you using for an ice shack? What do you have now? And shack, I put in quotes. Yeah, shack. Yeah. We're talking quotes when we go to shack, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a twenty one foot wheelhouse, a legend outdoors. Okay. Um, so it's got uh, it sleeps five, 
Um, so we've had the kids with uh, on a number of occasions over the winter. Um, Jay and and his brother stayed with us one night. Mm -hmm. uh, my brother and his wife stayed with us one night. Um, yeah, so uh, we got a lot of use out of it. But, uh, it's very comfortable. Are you going to put bunks in there? <laughs> it, uh, it has uh, was it three jackknife couches and then a, uh, a queen bed that goes up and down to the ceiling. So no bunks. Uh, is that automatic up and down? It is. And if you add quarters, it gets really interesting. It does a vibrate too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so, um, family show, that's family show. Yeah, family show. <laughs> that is one thing. Um, you know, I is really nice about a wheelhouse, and I I do like um, is is the the friends aspect of it, right? And I'm gonna say friends or family, right? Because ice fishing, everybody has their own style, right? And some people aren't going to go out there in a snowmobile and put their full suit on and go hardcore like we do sometimes, but, you know, sitting in a wheelhouse, you can invite people up that, you know, maybe don't want to go do that hardcore stuff. So, and lots of, sure. like you said, you know, you had lots of guests. I mean, your kids come up, you know, family, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's something that just makes it more accessible <clears throat> and a place to go for a lot of people. So I've, I've noticed that having in my wheelhouse too, I've had a bunch of people come and fish with me. Right. Well, and we're empty nesters this year, but we do have the, the dogs. And so the last two seasons, we were fortunate to get it out quite a bit, uh, but we were using a, a, um, a hub shack, the yeah. uh, otter monster. Um, and that was really comfortable and we use that a lot, but uh, it's not great for the dogs because um, it's, it's kind of cold for them to be down on the ice for yeah. a whole weekend, right? So uh, the wheelhouse made it it maintained our freedom because we had no yeah. one at home to watch them anymore. Yep. So that makes uh, sense. Sure. yeah, the whole, we all pack up and go. Cool. All right. Well, and you've certainly done it the hard way by doing the hub and, and sleeping on the <laughs> ice and doing that. So you, you certainly earned the wheelhouse from my perspective. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, I, I love the, the, the wheel or the, the hub shack was, you know me, the adventure factor is key for me. I loved that. Mm -hmm. um, but, man, there was a lot of nights where it was one thirty-two in the morning when we finally sat down after getting everything set up. Um, so a lot of late nights. And then if the fish weren't biting, well, guess what? The fish ain't biting. <laughs> <laughs> Not running and gunning so, that, that outfit. Right. But the wheelhouse, we actually got pretty good at that. and. Uh, I don't think there was probably more than maybe two weekends the entire winter where we didn't move the wheelhouse at some point. So we were pretty mobile with that, actually. And you have hydraulics on that one, right, Oli? We do. Yeah, so that makes what's, it a, what's a little easier. Set, set up teardown time on that thing. Like, how long does it take you to get set up and move in or tear it down? You know what? It is, it is pretty close to an hour by the time you get all the holes slushed out and everything. Um, but uh, we can have it down and be rolling in about 25 minutes. Okay. But uh, realistically, it's it's almost an hour before you're you're sitting down relaxing after you, or wetting lines, you know, after you got all the holes slushed. And it really depends. A huge factor is the snow when you're yeah. banking. Sure. Sometimes the banking takes 45 minutes if you got to chop it all up because it's, crusty hard snow 
And then there's other times it takes you five minutes with a grain shovel because it's just this powder. You just throw it at the camper and run around the camper and you're done. So you bring a, that, a snowblower that makes and just a run big that difference. along here. Yeah, right. Shoot it right in the hole. It, it is interesting yeah. to hear how different people do stuff because I don't bank mine in ever. Never have. Oh, really? Not once. So we, we have, we <laughs> I have just never issues do. with freezing, the whole, the holes freezing. If I use those those thermal hole covers. Yeah, we got to look at those because we had a lot of issues. Of course, when it was like 20 below. Wow. I mean, yeah, yeah things things happen. Yeah. But even on milder weekends, we would have some issues if we didn't bank well. Huh. So I would be totally game for something that would pr- would negate the need to do that because that's the worst part of moving is the banking. Yeah, I especially don't. Especially when the snow's crummy. Yeah, no, because sometimes you can't. No, I don't ever bank mine. And I... I used to not even put mine on blocks, but I put it on blocks every time now. So it sits off the ice, probably six inches, right? But I used to have those thermal wow. hole covers. Oh, or whatever. Four yeah. by four, six by six block. Really? Huh. On top mine, of was on a, mine was on a two by four all year long out here. Huh. I mean, you you yeah. saw some of those pictures I sent yeah. you this year. Yeah. There was enough water out there. You did not want to be sitting on just well, a two by four. That that first big storm. I was out there and the lake was flooding and I plowed my road out there and it was questionable, but once I got it plowed out, the ice was thick enough. Otherwise I wouldn't trust going off my plowed road. Yeah. Well, and when you plow them, sometimes that makes water, right? Like I've noticed that when you plow a good road, the water kind of, I think it helps the water come in sometimes. So, well, it depends. Well, it depends on the traffic. You got a lot of people driving on that road, which sinks the ice down. Then the water goes there. For me, it's just me and my four-wheeler going out there. And once you get it plowed off, then it freezes solid. So, But but yeah, in in a wheelhouse, I don't know if you find this, but I've generally found that you move once a day. Like if you're you're fishing in your wheelhouse, you give it a day. You know, if you get up there Friday night, you fish overnight by Saturday morning, if it's not seeming like the spot, I would move. Yep. Right. But you wouldn't be like, yep. hey, let's move five times today. I mean, that's not going to happen, but, but you can move like right. once a day. That's been yeah. my experience. Yeah. I don't, you know? I don't recall us ever moving more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you, when you're moving, you trick, you usually choose to move when it's not like a low light condition, right? You try and yes. time it. Yes. Yep. So, like, I would always say, if we're gonna move, we gotta mm-hmm. start doing it right now because I don't, I want wet lines by two thirty or something. You know, you move in the middle of the day, typically, right yeah. when it's yep. slowest. Yep. Oli, what would you do differently? I know Dave kind of said he had the heater thing. Is there anything you were like? You started out thinking this is what we're gonna do for the year for the new shack, and then you kind of changed the way you did that after you did it. You know, there's probably twenty or thirty things that we've done differently because it's our Yep. first year with the house right um there was a lot of weekends where we heard all oh, the snow depth and the slush pockets are going to be bad so don't even bother bringing the the four-wheeler to run and gun during the day and then you get there and you're like i could go anywhere i wanted to today yeah so then i'm frustrated right because i'm sitting yeah. in my wheelhouse and the fishing is slow and i could be out running and gunning so i kind of just err on the side of Let's just bring it if we don't use it all well. Sure. Yeah. Um, it just it just makes setup a little longer, right? Because now yeah. you're loading stuff. Um, but if we move, one of us just jumps on the four wheeler and follows the truck trailer. 
and sure. we don't have to load that up. But uh, so bringing the machines to be mobile, forget about what everybody's saying about conditions because they, yeah. they change so fast. We really like the uh, the undercover guides with the rattle reels in the hole. Wow. Yep. Um, overnight because uh, you can sure. move back and forth in the shack and not trip on lines. Uh, it's really key with the dogs. Um, so we've set up um, enough lines and everything to do that. So, so explain to um, like what, what an undercover, what that means? Like, what does that look like from a, from a fishing perspective? So, so we have uh, both the catch covers and the spend sleeves uh, that we use. Maybe I'll be switching that too, by the sounds <laughs> of what Jeff's got, but uh, that's, it's a hard sleeve that goes down to the ice from, uh, through your hole. And, uh, and then there's a hole drilled in the side of that, that um, kind of an L shaped bracket, uh, hangs on and that holds your rattle reel so that it's all in the hole under or uh, under the, the the floor so uh, you put your 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 hole covers on uh, the clear ones with the holes and stuff yep and uh and so there's no holes to step down or anything and uh, you put your lines are all down they're all wet yep. so uh yeah it's just really slick that way you don't lose your uh, iPhone down the hole either. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. because or your spatula or whatever happens to go on yeah. the hole. So. <clears throat> well, and then we got this one uh, line alert on one of them. Uh, so that'll light up and buzz if uh, okay. the rattle goes. Um, and that's been slick. And then we tried a couple others from Castle Winch, which is it's a magnetic release. Sure. And I'm not a huge fan of those. They're too touchy. Like someone mm. steps on the floor and it can trigger it. Oh, that's um, and that's mm. and it's only light. There's no audible. I heard uh, Deep Freeze that makes the blue tips is yep. working on something mm. for rattle reels. And and I you got you guys know I love my tip ups. So right, um, I've got a number of those. Actually, I just purchased the receiver oh. so that I can go further with my tip ups and know I'll, I'll be notified in the house. Yeah. Um, but if he can make something to work with rattle reels, I'm sure that's going to be something I'll try because I really like the blue tips. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always amazed at my ability to, because I have um, their catch cover that fit over the hole and mine don't fit under the hole. So I've got like this, and it looks like a snaky thing. And then it's a rattle, big plastic rattle reel. They're made by yep, catch cover. Yep. They like fit together. It's actually pretty slick, not the dogs would be a problem with my setup, but I don't have dogs, but I'm amazed it has jingling just has like a bell inside of it or whatever. Right. I'm always amazed that like when you're sleeping in the ice shack, I must have like ice shack sleeping skills. Cause I'll, I'll hear that sucker. Like also you you totally tune into it. It's like a subconscious thing. I mean, you jump. Yeah. And you wouldn't think like if you were sleeping normally, you wouldn't be like, that's not going to wake me up, but I mean, it wakes you up. It does. It so, does. I like bet I, you if I caught 20 walleyes, uh, probably 15 of them were at 2 to 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. this year on really? rattle reels. Yeah. So there is a night bite on Vermilion. Or on, uh, Possibly Leech on Lake. Vermilion. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, there is <laughs> different. On Leech, there is definitely a night bite. In fact, not, what, not when it's 40 below zero, though. No. When it's crazy cold, it's just... Uh, you ain't going to be catching much as my experience, but that doesn't mean you don't try. Exactly. So that's, that's the spirit. <laughs> Ian, 
a nice <laughs> ice house that's already set up. Well, I'll, I'll sit that. in a I'll sit in a flip over shack and watch a guy lose twenty bucks if he wants. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I oh see boy! Me <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that yep. was yeah that was a good one. It's, uh, I, I'm telling you, it's, it's worth twenty bucks to sit there and fish longer. It doesn't bother <laughs> me. Anyways. Now you're gonna have to tell the story. Like the story has to be told now. Well, I don't so, know if I remember it. Well, Oli will tell the story. No, it probably... can be a legend. No, there's a. I yeah, think he's yeah. got another legend. Go ahead. So, so Ron comes over and he's like, "It's time to go." And I think it was six thirty, which is the time we called it every day before yeah. this. And uh, and Jason's like, oh, "I think I want to sit here for about another hour." And Ron's just like, "I will bet you twenty bucks you don't catch a single fish uh, for the next hour." In fact, I'll even say, uh, or no, he said walleye. Then he changed it and said a single fish even. I think there was um, a size limit to begin with. The first bet was like, it has to be over 14. And then right, I think yeah. we threw that out. Ron, the window. Like, some negotiation. Yeah, Ron like voluntarily made it easier and easier for Jason <laughs> to win this bet. And then he even <laughs> said, guess what? You'll eat only only 20 if you catch an eel or a 10 if you catch an eel pout. Yep, yep. And uh, so we're like, all right, Jason, like, what do you think? I'm like, I, I, I'm here for you, buddy. I know you don't get on the <laughs> ice as much, so I'll do it. Let's do it. I so, appreciate uh, that about you, Oli. <laughs> thing to set this up is we've been fishing the spot for a few hours and had caught, I don't know, a fair amount of fish. I would say a, I caught a, quite a few fish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We caught, we'll say 40, 50 fish in the spot. Right. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that it'd be yeah. something like that. Right. And so, yeah. so it wasn't like we were just like, I bet you, you're going to go fish in some random spot and not catch fish. This was like, we've been catching fish here all day, but for the next hour from now on, you will not catch fish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was true. I mean, it was the typical Lake of the woods light switch. Oh, the witching hour is done. Game over. Yeah, it, it was. was. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Jay. Jason had it to pay $20. Sad. I did. It was sad. I mean, I, and we had been marking fish pretty regularly and catching fish. I think, didn't we have a mark roll through, Sean? One, I think we, just... we, you and I both thought for a second that we were possibly gonna gonna win the bet, um, but it just, just passed through, and uh, it we looked never saw another thing. That was it. And it's and really, had... really sad too when you had the uh, we had the live scope live down scope. there, so we could see twenty thirty. Yeah, it wasn't like we just were not in the right on this five foot spot. Yeah. Yeah, there was, right. there was nothing around. Nobody home. Yeah. <laughs> Usually live scope keeps you in because you can see there's fish around. They're just not underneath you. Yeah. But uh they were not around. Yeah, they, they were left. Nope. Wonder where they went. They had vacated. I think they followed the snowmobiles back to shore. <laughs> probably should have said it too. Uh, they would have yeah. taken a long journey, I can tell you that. So all right. So any other highlights? Dave from the the season. Oh, well, I sort of just figured out when the crappies are biting here. You know, you only have to fish maybe an hour each morning, and that's it. So and that's right before right before sunrise. Once the sun comes up, you're done. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Did you try the evening bite too, like something throughout well, the evening? Or the other thing too is with the moon. If it's a full moon at night and it's clear, the crappies, I believe, feed at night 
and you aren't going to catch anything the next day. I found out. So the full moon kind of hurts you. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I found that to be similar uh, for deer uh, hunting. Yep. They do all their yep. movement at the middle of the night when you can't be hunting. And then the next yep. day they're all hunkered down unless you're doing a drive to, to push them. Yep. You see nothing. Yeah, so, I would agree with that. So I think that has something to do with the fish too. They feed at night because it's more brighter. Yeah. So More brighter. More brighter. <laughs> brighter. More brighter. I like more brighter. It sounds better. More brighter. Well, less brighter. Less bright. <laughs> Diminishing you know, brightness. We were on the ice a number of times and we looked at the solar calendar and we're like, oh my God, it's a six fish day. This is going to be awesome. Right. You caught zero. And it's a full moon and all this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, the full moon's great if you're there all night. Great. Beat at night. I'm here. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and, well, it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't pan out. <laughs> so the next time, I think it was like three or four weeks later, I suppose, we had another six fish day. We both looked at each other and we're like, "Yeah, we know that's garbage." <laughs> <laughs> Just total disbelievers. No, it's like that sucks. <laughs> yep. Well, in but like usual, I mean, you go fishing when you can go fishing, right? Like, I mean, you yeah. you want it to be a good time. You want it not be a full moon, but most of the time. You go when you can go. I mean, you go it, when it, you can go. And what I know about fishing is if you are not fishing, you will not catch a fish. It's true. Not necessarily. And if you are fishing, <laughs> you might not catch a fish as well, but at least you have an opportunity to catch a fish. Yeah, 90% of the people that don't don't buy lottery tickets never win. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that percentage is different, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's in I've told, I've said this before, I think on this show, and I've told people this, if, if I kept fishing just to catch fish, I would have stopped fishing a long time. Oh yeah. Right. Because, you know, I, my, my bad fishing days certainly do actually outweigh my, my, the days you just hammer them, but it's just the thrill of the hunt. The days that you hammer them, if you're honest with yourself, are a lot more few and far between than you probably are willing to admit, right? Nope. And you really remember those days when it was just gangbusters because it just doesn't happen that often. I mean, there's days where you're going to maybe catch a lot of fish, but it wasn't uh, maybe the species you were hoping for or the size wasn't there. So when you get into them and the size is good, and, yep. uh, all of, all the stars align, I mean, those are days to remember for a good reason. That doesn't happen that often. That was kind of the interesting thing about our trip to Lake of the Woods this year is we didn't have like a day or a time where it was absolutely lights out, like one fish after another. Mm -mm. But when we looked back over the totality of the trip, like it was consistent, you know, we we kept putting fish together every day, but it wasn't like, okay, you know, like sometimes you get fishing where it's just one, you just keep going. It wasn't really like that. Um, but it no. was retrospectively, as you looked at the whole trip, it was phenomenal. Yeah. The very next weekend we were, uh, back on Lake of the Woods, but on the U S side and we were, um, we were like 18 miles straight North of like Arneson's or yep. not Arneson's art, art artisans, like by sportsman's lodge or something. Okay. By sportsman's lodge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and we were also 18 miles straight west of Ron's house. Yeah. 
So, so, uh, you know, right by, uh, big Island and Bigsby Island kind yep. of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we were off of the main road, uh, on another guide service plowed area and he had his own little city out there and the fishing was really good. It was the best 24 hours we had seen the entire winter, oh, cool. but the blizzard blew in. <laughs> you know, and Dave, Dave's texting. I you told right? you, you're gonna make it out. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we gotta move, dang it, because and it was. I mean, we put a lot of time on the ice this year, and so when that huh. the stars aligned finally, and then we had to vacate because it was like we're 17 miles away from anything. We gotta go. Yeah, and I, we gotta I know, know that we're gonna get out. And you didn't want to try to just ride it out, huh? <laughs> no, yeah, but you ride then, it out. Those those. You won't even find a road again. They plow a brand new road because they're gone. You're in the middle yeah. of nowhere out there. Yeah. So you're and there was we so this guide service had his own Facebook page, I guess. And we showed up on Saturday because we waited for Hayden to come home for his spring break and come with us. But most people probably got up there during the week and there was twelve <coughs> People that caught walleyes over 27 inches that weekend in that spot. And when we left, everyone else was leaving too. So we were like, dang, should have been here yesterday or a day earlier. And it would have been even better probably, right? But uh, we were blessed to to get what we got, right? And then we moved. And unfortunately, the fishing was pretty, pretty darn slow everywhere else we tried. That's too bad. But you lived to fish but, another day. If you would have stayed out there in that spot, you might yeah. not have freights. Oh, they Straight. wouldn't have died. They might have had to get a new ice shack and a new truck. <laughs> Just those <laughs> things. <laughs> That's what insurance is for. I'd be sleeping on a cot in one of your basements, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Oli, do you do you have a legend for us? We went to uh, Leech quite a bit this year. We went out of Horseshoe Bay lodge uh, mostly we started the season on at chippewa lodge um and then when the the uh horseshoe bay lodge area finally got enough ice we started going over there and we would try different spots pretty much every weekend so we were learning a lot of the different structures and areas to try over there and so the one night uh and every weekend you went the ice was just constantly getting thicker and they were plowing roads further right so you had more and more options to choose from so this was probably uh, like the first week of February. We head up and there's a new area. It's some structure I kind of had my eye on, been waiting to get there. And so we're like, this is exactly where we want to be. We had the spot on spot dialed in. And as usual, you show up and there's two houses sitting on it. It's not a huge spot. We just, it's dark. It's probably 930 at night on a Thursday night. So we're just sitting on the plowed road and we're both looking at Navionics on our phones, just trying to figure out, all right, what's plan B? And all of a sudden a guy wraps his knuckles on on Kathy's window, scared the heck out of us because we didn't know anybody was out there. And one of the guys had come out of his house where he was sitting right where we wanted to be. And, and uh, he's like, are you lost? And we're like, no. No, we're just trying to figure out plan B. He goes, Oh, I bet you I'm sitting I'm sitting right where you want to be. I'm blocking. And we're like, Well, you, you you look like you're probably in a pretty good spot. And he goes, I feel bad. Because it is uh 
no, so the fishing's not that good? He goes, no, the exact opposite. This shouldn't even happen. I've been catching unbelievable size, quality, and quantity for days. I, I just finished a tournament and took took the tournament. I just won it. So we were like, wow, okay, awesome, but good for you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> so uh, he said, you know what? Uh, I don't. I don't work during the week. I work on weekends, so I'm heading out in the morning. So why don't you just take a slip that's just down the road a little bit and then watch for me to leave in the morning and come and take my spot? We're like, all right, that sounds like a plan. The way he talked it up, it's like, how would you not, right? Because right. we hadn't sure. experienced anything lights out all season. So uh, so we did that, and we're, we're like the shining when we're at the resort on uh, Vermilion, just peeking <laughs> oh. out the window. I mean, we're those people just waiting, waiting to see a sign of life. And then we're like, oh, the truck just started. All right. You know, so we started getting all of our lines out. And as soon as he pulled out, we were moving, right? That's awesome. And uh, so we, we did. We ended up moving right onto his spot. And I think, well, there was another guy that was 50 yards the other way, and we had heard that he filled out as well. Um, but I think it was one of those deals. Um, Jason Mitchell even said it when you guys interviewed him. What happened yesterday is, is history. It doesn't mean anything today, and <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, we. I think we caught a couple of walleye. That's it. Um, this guy caught that. Uh, we were talking to, I think he said, I've caught six over 27 and wow. four more over 25 in the last two days. Wow. Wow. So we were just so excited, right? And uh, we show up and it was like every other spot we've been on. It didn't help either, though, that it was the weekend. And then some of the locals show up in hordes and they're fishing for whitefish and they have 12 trucks 50 yards away from us and they're drilling holes mm. everywhere and they're they're having their party on the ice and i'm sure that had a lot to do with it as well um but then the guy that was 50 yards the other way he was back there again and i think he said he caught one walleye so it was just kind of a timing thing so uh when i heard your podcast with jason i i, I thought of this exact weekend Right. Sure. Because uh, it's exactly what happened. It was gangbusters for the people that were there probably Tuesday through Thursday. But then it was back to just a normal spot on the lake sure. the next few days. But I wrote it down. Yeah. You know, we journaled, we journaled every spot we hit oh, this year. And uh, so if we had decent success or we liked what we saw, but maybe the fishing wasn't there. But, you know, sometimes like, okay, we found a spot that everything about it says this is a good spot, but maybe we didn't do great, but that doesn't mean it's not a good spot. Right. You know, the fish might be there at some point, so we don't rule it out. So we got those kind of notes going. Um, That's really and, cool. Uh, That's... So we, we know where to try and target next year on certain weekends. That's, did you, uh, that's our plan. Did you write down like barometric pressure and stuff like that? It's like barometric pressure and moon phase for that journal. You know, that, so we, we that'd be interesting, like between the two days. Yeah, so we grabbed a notebook after our very first weekend uh, with you, you and Matt, right? And we're like, we're going to journal this. I didn't write anything bad about you guys. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. But uh, so we just took some notes, um, like 
the guys next door found 14 feet of water next to open water and did really well. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So I do. Um, so we took those kind of notes and we're like, we're going to do this all season. Yeah. And then it's like the last weekend of February <laughs> and we still only had the notes on that upper red weekend. <laughs> yeah. So, so Kathy was cooking a, a good breakfast. We weren't in a hurry to leave the lake. So uh, she said, why don't you catch up the journal? And so we looked at the calendar and all the pictures we had taken oh. of the catches just to confirm the dates and the locations and everything. And uh, I got it all caught up. Cool. Um, I thought about doing the barometric pressure, but I think you can actually, look you can up. look at that historically, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. I'm sure you can. But at, I, least, you sure had you a, can. at least you had a good seat to sit there and ponder on it. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't have that seat all season did he oh yeah maybe he, he had it last year too the uh, the, yeah. the toilet he, seat trophy yeah no. so yeah <laughs> it's got a permanent spot with me lately <laughs> but uh no so that's that's our hope yeah. right is you take notes and then uh yeah. you also take notes of the people that were reporting and right Kathy's pretty good at stalking people and figuring out who's who on the ice. And uh, we call it investigation only. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so she was like, there, there's the shack and they just yeah. reported, they just took this picture. So, you know, I, yeah. I don't have to be the one that was successful. If they were, I'm going to note it. Cause I'm going to try and be on that spot next year. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully uh, it's learning a lake, right? Do whatever you can to, uh, become more intelligent and, yeah. and more selective about where you go. For Especially sure. now with the, the live scope. One thing, you know, you asked earlier what we would change and it's um, drill holes and, and uh, look at everything before you go through the whole setup. Yeah. Don't set up unless you know you're on fish, but that whole thing is a lot easier said than done when you show up and it's 1030 on a Thursday night and I got to work remote the, the next day. Uh, your ambition it's cold by that time too right i mean the temperatures are usually pretty bitter so i feel sorry for you working remote on a lake yeah <laughs> yeah uh, tough, uh, tough position to be in hey, yeah. 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 yeah well well only well we feel bad for you and and but i do appreciate you sharing that legend that was a good one to keep it's in awesome. mind and the, and the journal is the good like hey that's something i need to do better at too so Cool. Well, well this, yeah. this is like the sunset of sunsets in the season, I think. So, how about how about another hour? Another hour? <laughs> no, the sun's mm-hmm. down. I think it's it. Look at Dave. Yeah, it's dark in Dave's room, and it's dark yeah. here. So. You can see the stars out there. Yeah, I just see. I don't see anything. But so yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Any parting words, Jay, before we sign off for the season? Uh, it's been a great season. We fished a bunch. We caught some really good fish, some memorable fish. Had some great times and. And until next year, everybody, tight lines. Cheers. 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 Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.